I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. Uh, I have a little bit of a throat issue today, so you're going to hear my voice is a little weak. But my heart is strong. I'm so excited about today because we have Reverend Romero Pina, who is the founder and pastor of King Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. Waco is not just known for Magnolia, which I love with all my heart, Chip and Joanna Gaines, but also there's incredible believers there doing all kinds of transformative works, including Romero. And he has a television ministry in English and Spanish that reaches like everywhere in America and also 120 plus countries. But he travels all the time preaching the gospel, ministering to world leaders. And the Lord's had him plant 14 other churches besides his own, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year in Texas, Mexico, Cuba, India, all over the place. Now, here's something interesting. I'm going to talk to him about this today, so I want you to stay tuned. He's currently involved with a Faith and Opportunity Initiative for President Donald J. Trump and has actually worked a lot on the Spiritual Advisory Committee with Paula White, with Trump, has met with him many times, and served on the National Hispanic Advisory Council to presidential candidate as well. So I want to talk to him about this, what it's like to do that, some of the God stories behind it, as well as just his heart as a father. You're going to feel it right away as soon as I start talking to him. Every time I talk to Romero, you just feel like you've been dadded. You just feel like dad is in the house or a very important, wonderful, loving father is around. So you're going to really enjoy who he is and just what he represents in the kingdom. Well, we're about to get there. Before we get there, though, I wanted to tell you that my new book, Provision, Prophecies, Prayers, and Declarations, is out. And I'm really excited about this book. I've been getting tons of feedback from listeners like you about how they're using this book over, I think it's 11 areas of our life for family, for finances, for businesses, for ministries, to make declarations, to hear God's heart through a prophecy, and also just to have well-constructed prayers, like language that you don't normally use that help you to feel more in touch with the bigger picture of what the Father wants to do for your provision. So I'm going to encourage you guys to get this book. It's going to really change your life. You can get it from bowlsministries.com or Amazon or anywhere else books are sold. But we hope that you know, we know you're listening all over the world. In China, I've seen China blipping right now that we're one of the top Christian podcasts in China, one of the top Christian podcasts in many countries in Africa, one of the top Christian podcasts all over South America, especially Brazil, Argentina, Cuba, Cuba, Central America. Like, Are you kidding? We love you, Cuba. I love that you're listening and Jamaica. So people are listening all over the world right now. I, I want to honor our Exploring the Prophetic family, our Exploring the Prophetic audience. And I hope you're enjoying the show and that you know we're thinking of you all over the world, not just in America. And we're getting more and more international voices so we can be part of the worldwide conversation of how the prophetic is affecting our everyday lives and our issues right now. We have a new podcast coming out called Exploring the Marketplace with me, Sean Bowles, and also I have a co-host, Bob Haston. You're here. I'm here, Sean. I'm so excited. We're going to be talking to people about their careers in the marketplace. What else are we doing? Well, we're going to do interviews. We're going to answer questions, people who have business questions or questions about their work. And most importantly, we're going to be talking to each other. 
I love that. I love our conversations. So I'm glad we get to showcase those because I love talking to you specifically so about fun. this world. So come listen. It's on Fridays and subscribe and also get the notification buttons. Exploring the Marketplace. We have some exciting news. We have a new online platform called Bowls Ministries Online Platform. It includes all of our content for one low price. This is all of our e-courses, which is Keyzone's Economy, Prophetic 101, Modern Prophets, Living a Thriving Marriage, God's Secrets. But here's where it gets really interactive. We have a Translating God mentoring platform with new content every week. So weekly teaching videos and group and individual mentoring videos and guest contributors from around the world, weekly prophetic testimonies, weekly Q and A, you're gonna love this. This is an interactive platform that invites you to exclusive content for me and guests. There's also an opportunity for you to submit your dreams to interpret. You guys are gonna love this. And this is all one low price of $14 a month. And I want you are exploring the prophetic family to join, come be a part of this. It's gonna change your life. And I know we're gonna enjoy having you. So come visit bullsministries.com. Welcome to the show today. I have Ramiro Pino. I'm so excited that we're on a podcast together. I've waited hey, for so long. <laughs> Great to be with you. Well, you are doing so much in the world right now and you're so busy. So I'm so glad you could do this. But you, you know, you have a thriving TV ministry, thriving apostolic, just base of churches that you've started. You also are an advisor, spiritual advisor for Donald Trump, which is crazy. I'm assuming your story is there. You're just, you, you don't do anything small. That's what I've learned about you, Ramiro. You don't do anything <laughs> small, but you, you're so balanced and normal, which I love because I think a lot of times when people have these kinds of missions on their life, they're just too big to even talk to in their personality. And you're just the most humble guy. Like I love just how normal the first time we met, you're just so humble and Sir, tell us what you're doing. And I'm like, who is this guy? This is like, talk about shaking the world with the kingdom. So again, thank you for what you're doing. But how did you get started in going after ministry this way? Well, I, I, I began in ministry and youth ministry in 82. My first pastorate was in 84. And then, uh, you know, did a, a bunch of academic work and actually was, um, employed at Baylor University and uh, here in Waco, Texas. And uh, the Lord caused me to interact with Rick Joyner. And so oh, wow. I kind of jumped into the deep end of the pool without realizing it and uh, um, had an incredible encounter with the Spirit of God uh, through Rick. And everything changed and um, it began to be, you become very, very clear the Lord had a, a broader calling for me then um, and not diminishing my calling at the time, but then what I was doing. And I really loved the inner city and uh, working with the inner city poor. And I, I was uh, an academic at the time as well. Uh, but also I'd been pastoring for uh, about 12 years already. And, uh, you know, it, it just uh, began to open up. And I think the key thing, the, the one key that uh, continually unlocks the purposes of God is embracing the word of God over our lives. And there's been so okay. many times when it's been a struggle to embrace the word because yeah. something comes and it's just, uh, is that really for me or is that that's too big or maybe it's too small in our, in our human thinking. But once we embrace it, 
and they didn't begin to declare it out loud. And then the Lord will cause us to fight for it. Uh, it, it, it begins manifesting. And once you get into that, that pattern of embracing and declaring and then warring with it, uh, that's for me, in my experience, has just been the sequence of how things unlock and expand and expand and expand. It's so interesting because I was I was reading a, a Steve Covey kind of quote, and he was saying he was a leadership you know guru guy, and he was saying that those who write down their goals are um, ninety times more opt to achieve them than those who don't. That's one of the reasons why he did the they you know Franklin planners and those kinds of things. He was involved with those, right. and I think it's really interesting because like for us as Christians, we really understand that because there's lots of Christians who know the word. There's lots of people. Who get they've listened to Joyce Meyer or they've listened to Bill Johnson so many times they can almost quote the sermons, but they don't. They don't actually apply it to their life in a de declaration or a personal connection the way you're describing. And I think it's so interesting that like after you met Rick Joyner, your life it feels like was already good, but there was a trajectory of encounters that caused you to have different expectation in life. And I love that declaration was one of the keys to that because we. You know, we just put out our two declaration books over the last two years on Breakthrough and Provision. And it was really because after I got married, I realized, like, I had a lot more to vocalize in my prayer life when I got married because I wanted certain things for my wife, for my children, for my legacy, that I wanted to make sure these things were, like, written down. These things are, like, these are set in stone prayers I'm praying until they're done. And I think before I was had that family mandate or that family kind of connection, it was more ethereal. It was just in the spirit. I'd I just kind of carried it inside somewhere and it wasn't as landed or as focused, but family really helped, you know, fine tune that for me. Do you have, do you have certain things that help develop that in your life that you could point at? Well, sure. I, I think, uh, again, for, for me and my experience in coming near the Lord, um, one of the most important things is as you're declaring uh, these things uh, are the word of the Lord over your life or a prophetic word. Uh, first, don't be afraid to get it wrong. Okay. You, yeah. you just can't be afraid because if you miss it, God's not going to club you. He's going <laughs> to gently nudge you where he wants you to be. And, I, and we think of our children, you know, I have three uh, wonderful adult children married with six uh, grandchildren and, uh, uh uh, when if they thought they were doing something that their dad wanted them to do, but it was wrong, I'm not gonna, you know, uh, get after them. I'm gonna say, oh no, 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 that's not what I meant. I meant this. How would I, why would I get mad if even if they were mistaken, if they're doing what they thought I wanted them to do? Totally. So you know, our God is a loving dad. And let's not be afraid to go for it, because if we're wrong, he'll just nudge us the direction we're supposed to be. Uh, you know, my old country saying way of saying that is it's a lot easier for him to steer a car that's moving than one that's in park with the brake on. Okay, <laughs> So just move, get out there, uh, declare and just trust and keep listening. So I, I by doing that, I, I start thanking him for the word praising him for the word and he refines it and he, and he uses the word to refine me uh like the like the psalmist wrote of joseph until his word came about it refined him yeah. uh, so let's just enjoy that process knowing that he wants our good and let's get around a company of prophetic people 
and declare and thank him and praise him for that word. Almost always that gets things churning and moving for me. Things in wild too. Like I love, I love hearing you say it because you're such a father. Just to your own children, you have such a healthy family, but also to your the church and the people you you know have a influence over in your leadership because it's so broad. And it's so interesting how you make it sound so attainable and easy. I want to switch gears though because I want to talk about. It's really interesting because you're Hispanic and you're one of the, you know, Trump advisors, part of this Paula White team that's going on. And you've been there quite a bit. I mean, like anybody who's seen that faith coalition group has seen your face on videos, on, 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 if they follow politics, on pictures sometimes that appear in media. And what has that been like? How did you get into that? And then what has that been like for you? Well, um, uh, again, it begins with the prophetic word of the Lord. Uh, I know you know uh, Lance Wall now. Absolutely. Um, uh, well, we were together in February of 2016, and he he just began declaring when all 17 candidates are uh, debating, Republican candidates, that is, going in the primaries for the Republican nomination. He said, um, not only is Trump going to win the nomination, he's going to be the president. He's going to win the presidency. Wow. And he said, and straight up, he just said, he said several other things, but uh, which were extraordinary over me. And we had just met. And so uh, we're with Rick. We're in a leaders meeting with uh, Rick Joyner. And, you know, Rick said, OK, we're going to do introductions. This is how prophets do introductions. Look at somebody, ask God to tell you who they are. And then you, tell us. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like one prophet greets another by saying, you're fine. How am I? You know, exactly. that's a dumb joke. But uh, but so uh, Lance looks at me and uh begins saying this stuff about Trump. And then he says, and you're going to be an advisor to him. You're going to be very close to him. Wow. It just blew me away because I really wasn't paying that much attention. Now, did and you, I, did you, um, before that, were you thinking like Trump really could win? And, and did you think about the cost? Cause I know it's been a cost too. Was that even on your grid? Like, okay. As I, I brought up that you're Hispanic because like a lot of people in the Hispanic community like Trump. And then there's also a war in the Hispanic community of people who don't like Trump. So did that come into play at all in that moment? Or was it just kind of like, a, oh, wow. Not, no, not in that moment. In that moment, all I thought was uh, I wasn't really paying attention. Here's a, a, a thrice married billionaire playboy who made his money with casinos. Um, and I just wasn't very drawn to him. And I said, ah, this guy's just off. Yeah. <laughs> I wrestled all night with the Lord. And it became clear that was the word of the Lord over my life. And then I embraced it. Uh, because I had the deep conviction that I just heard from the Lord, from the man of God, the prophet. And uh, within two weeks, I get an invitation to come to New York to meet him. Wow. And I, I was just completely blown away because I would have been very, very skeptical had it not been for the prophetic word of the Lord coming in advance. Yeah. Um, by July, uh, I am endorsed him. I've endorsed him. I, I couldn't go to New York at the time. It just schedules were, were not allowing it. Uh, although I was very sympathetic and praying, we finally did meet in July of 16 in his boardroom. And, uh, I had endorsed him publicly and on national television by that point. Wow. And, uh, we really just hit it off. He's a very thoughtful listener, asked great questions. The perfect gentleman, uh, not a racist, uh, not a silver tongued politician either. Um, um, uh, not smooth, uh, when he's speaking off the cuff, <laughs> like a lot of, uh, genteel politicians are, 
uh, which gets him in trouble. But I, I think I have a, a, a better sense of his heart than folks who haven't had the privilege yeah. of spending time alone with him. And uh, and then it just grew from there. And just after every encounter of praying together, conversations, uh, campaign uh, trail, I mean, uh, for me, the things I care deeply about, uh, he embraced uh, wholeheartedly, full-throated embracing wow. pro-life position, defending Israel, uh, pro-life judges, religious liberty uh, for everybody. And uh, he just knocked it out of the park on each one of those issues, and he's delivered on them. So the relationship just took off, and um, I've, I've enjoyed um, getting to know him. And yes, it has come at a cost, but I didn't know that at the time. Uh, so um, uh, I, I don't know if I've answered your question well. No, you haven't. I think, I think one of the things that I've kind of dug into over my life, especially when I was younger, as I was around different people who had political assignments, like uh, I was around a man named Paul Kane, who I know you met, uh, who, you know, he was, he was talking to Clinton during Clinton administration prophetically. Right. I think he met with him four to seven times. Like I couldn't tell you how many you might be able to tell me. And uh, at the time there was a lot of Christians who were like, why would you meet with them because of this, this and that? And he said, because God, Jesus met with everybody. Like what, right. this is my assignment. This is what I'm supposed to meet with. I personally have met with some dictators prophetically to tell them things from God. And it wasn't turn and repent or burn. It was actually like, here's the hope you would have in Jesus. This is what you're called to. This is what he wants to do through you, like giving them hope. And so I think, and they've listened and actually changed policy and changed like some changed uh, actual policies in their government because of words. But I think a lot of Christians have expectation because we come first with a political agenda versus a spiritual agenda of what is my assignment in this relationship. And so I think there's an expectation that if someone gets close to somebody of influence, that you have to meet this criteria of assignment or you're not actually doing the right thing. But I'm sure Jewish people looked at Daniel and, you know, Nebuchadnezzar's house and were like, he's a sellout. That guy is like, whatever, unless they were mature enough to understand why he was there. That, that's why the children of Israel were still alive, because he was in that position. So I just I wanted to bring that up for the listeners. Like there's we have different reasons why we're on these assignments and we don't, we shouldn't judge each other when we're in the assignments. Even if we don't agree politically, there's God assignments for each Christian. I knew I had two friends who were in Obama's administration. They worked with him closely. They had more of our values, but they were able to work with him very closely. One of them, she, excuse me, she worked with him monthly and there was no, it was a spiritual occupation for her. It wasn't like she didn't feel like she was part of his machine. She just felt like I'm on his spiritual assignment. And I love my job. I love what God's called me to. And right. so I think people don't always understand that because we, we make everything so black and white political. But I want to get out of my political rhetoric and, and ask you, like, can you tell us one of the God assignments? Like, like one of the moments that God, were the reason why God has put you in this position that has manifested so far? Well, um, um, thank you. That's a, a wonderful question. And it's hard to pick one because it's just been so... Um, so phenomenal. It, it is the most exciting walk in the world just to walk with the Lord, hear his voice and do what he says. Um, yeah. uh, and so I just, I'm always encouraging in everybody cultivate, grow hearing his voice because he so longs to talk to us at his children. Uh, so one, one of the um, really exciting uh, times um, uh, I'll, I'll uh, describe one because I have to be really, really careful with the ones yeah, that sure. are president. But I did have, uh, so, uh, and there's some I could share, but, I'll, but what comes to mind right now to share with your audience is um, 
the time I was asked by uh, Tony Perkins of Family Research Council to come and meet with Jeff Sessions when he was attorney general and mm. three, four other uh, leaders. And uh, it was when the children in cages images were uh, were blown up all over the yeah, news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, again, being someone of uh, Spanish, um, you know, Mexican American heritage, you know, I'm not Cuban, Puerto Rican. Uh, I'm uh, my, my lineage is from uh, Spain and Mexico. Uh, to, to be a Mexican is to be a mixture of the Spanish uh, old world and the Native Americans uh, here. And yeah. so, uh, with the border towns and so forth, and uh, uh, Sessions was a very law and order guy, and uh, I was asked to come give feedback, and I just wept before the Lord because I didn't know what to say besides stop, stop wow. taking toddlers from their moms. There's just no justification for this, and I was weeping before the Lord driving to the airport. Now, it's typical with times like this, there's like 24 hours notice or less to get to D.C., and um, an image popped in front of my face because I, I said, Lord, give me a word. Give me a word. I don't know what to say. And an image popped in front of me of a little Mexican girl with dirty face and dirty hair and a, a hand with a surgical glove um, swabbing the inside of her mouth and her cheek. And I just stopped my crying and I said, Lord, what was that? Is that is that you? And then I heard, not audibly, but in my spirit, very strongly, DNA, DNA. And I thought, Lord, what, what, what DNA? Why? And and it just hit me. Uh, the children being brought across could be checked for DNA to see if they're a match with the adult bringing them, because we know so much uh, trafficking is happening yeah. uh, with women and children. The cartels control this. And the fact that the borders are open is the incentive. Uh, they're making more money trafficking humans than selling drugs now. Uh, the, the, the human bodies are used over and over again, and uh, the drugs get used once and they're gone. Uh, and so it, it's really the most horrific uh, crime uh, next to abortion in in the earth right now. And so I called a professor, a friend of mine, an anthropologist, an expert in DNA extraction uh, in the world, top four or five people. And uh, she told me that uh, results can be found in a, using a field kit within a few hours. And I said, you're kidding. So I had scientific evidence and I had an idea, the Lord giving me a solution. And that was simply this. Um, instead of uh, the administration or Jeff Session being a separator of children, you've got to become a protector of children. Why not install a program and check the DNA on the spot and um, put an end to at least a measure of the trafficking by checking wow. that? And that was all from a prophetic vision from the Lord. Well, the next day I get there, um, uh, I won't go into all the details of the conversation. Some sparks were flying, uh, but I, I, I was just very firm and said, uh, this is a policy shift you can make and just change the, the narrative right now, become uh -huh. a protector of children. And to his credit, he went on Tony Evans national Christian radio program with hundreds of stations an hour and a half later and declared new policy. We're going to start checking the DNA. And he did it. And they started uh, implementing and, and uh, uh, pilot programs. And I don't know where it stands today, uh, but immediately the results were full, fully one third of everyone checked. Um, there was no relation to that adult bringing that child. 
and oh it was usually a, a man bringing a, a child. And, and so um, that was a pretty exciting encounter that the Lord gave prophetically to help shift policy. No, I mean, I'm, I'm buzzing right now. You've told me this behind the scenes privately, but I'm buzzing right now because I just think of like, let's say that policy is not in place right now for some reason, like it already went out of place. Let's say, let's say you were only there for a minute. There's those kids who were not trafficked because of that policy. And one of those kids could be the Moses of our generation. It's like, we don't even know. God putting people like you in this position for that day. And that's just one of the many millions of things you've done in your lifetime. But I mean, like that's God used your voice to protect children in a way that they weren't being protected just because you were advocating because you were sensitive to hear him. And I just, I love that you're a product of a healthy, beautiful relationship with God and that you just, you've spent your life helping us to do the same. So thank you so much for being on the show today. How can people view your show, and then what's the best website for everybody? Uh, I guess the be- best website website would be um, RomeroPena.org. Uh, the name of our church is uh, Christ the King. Uh, so I think the website is ChristTheKingWaco.org. Uh, um, and everything that I do in Romero Pena Ministries is under the church, uh, just an extension of the local church. That's awesome. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, we've been passing this coming May in a few months. We'll celebrate our 30th anniversary with the church. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it's uh, everybody needs a pastor. Everybody needs to be grounded, I think, in a local church. Yeah, it makes uh, sense. To be <laughs> yeah, it, you know, for everybody's well-being and, and good health, because um, uh, we, we all want to stay healthy in it. And it Staying healthy takes work. So yeah, they can find me there. Romero Pena Ministries on Facebook um, is is the only Facebook uh, I, I really manage. My wife, I mean, my wife, my staff uh, manages it for me. We're easy to find. Awesome. Well, thank you for uh, spending the time with us today and just for the stories and for your father's heart. We so appreciate you. Well, we love you, Sean, and we so honor you. So grateful for the mantle that's on you and that you're just so knitting so many hearts together in the prophetic community and, and beyond. I, I'm just so thankful and in awe of what God's doing in your life, Sean. And we celebrate what God's doing in your life. Thank you. <laughs> it's a love fest. Yes, we'll take it. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. And we hope to have you next time on Exploring the Prophetic. Oh my gosh, season three has been so full of growth for me personally. I hope it has been for you as well. And We've grown as an audience. We're now at over 6 million downloads. I mean, unbelievable to me after, you know, two and a half years to grow to this many listeners and so many subscribers. Thank you for listening all over the world, all over different states in America and being on this journey together. And I'm glad we got to add, right as season three is coming to a close, this is the last episode, we got to add our Exploring the Industry as part of the Exploring Family of Podcasts, which comes with your subscription. So there's Exploring the Industry Mondays, and so we're talking to people from the entertainment industry around the world. This is film, television, fashion, sports, music, uh, fine arts, all the different video games, all these different industries. And we're also, I get to announce to you today, we're starting another edition, which is called Exploring the Marketplace, and it'll be on Fridays. And my co-host will be Bob Hassan, which I'm really excited about. If you don't know Bob Hassan, you're gonna get to know him. So please subscribe, rate us, keep listening to Exploring the Industry, which is just conversation about what happens when a Christian lives a life where God changes our options for our career in the entertainment industry. And you're going to hear some of the best stories as I interview different people. It's already on. You can listen to it right now. 
or exploring the marketplace, which is coming out in just a few weeks. Thanks for being a part of season three. Stay tuned for season four of Exploring the Prophetic. Have you been enjoying Exploring the Prophetic? Well, you can enjoy it even more by becoming a partner with Bulls Ministries. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment, to upgrade everything we're doing, to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're gonna receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're our team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles. I want to encourage you to stay involved with us. Continue the conversation online by going to our Facebook page. Sean Bowles is our Facebook public address. Also, you can visit us at www.bowlsministries.com. And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. It's Exploring the Prophetic with Sean Bowles.